Hello, welcome to Center Saint Sister. On Center Saint Sister, we might laugh or cry, we might get angry or motivated, we might grieve or celebrate, and sometimes all of those things can happen in the very same episode. We are a community of spiritual searchers who embrace Jesus' example of making a beeline to the hurting. Whether an episode is spiritual in nature, purely educational, or just for fun, my hope is that you finish the episode feeling hopeful. I hope you hear something today that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Center Saint Sister. I never thought I would have trouble aging. You know what I'd say? When my hair turns gray, I'm not going to dye it. I would say things like that. Until my hair turned gray. I was surprised when I turned 40, which was five years ago now, that a little mini depression settled in the month before my birthday. I don't tend to negatively obsess about things that I can't change, and so my feelings about my birthday, they were a surprise to me. I thought that I would welcome middle age with grace and nonchalance, and maybe I should have seen it coming because in the last couple of years, I had I had spent more dollars than I would ever admit on creams for my face that promised to turn back time. I would use them religiously for approximately five days. And I had started to notice the skin under my chin loosening. My daughter would play with it. It's like it was her lovey. My other daughter, she had tried to rub a varicose vein off of my leg. She thought it was marker. I had started to worry about hearing loss, not being able to see at night, incontinence, which truthfully was already a legitimate problem should I decide to cough or sneeze unexpectedly or God forbid jump rope. I was certain that my scoliosis was going to turn me into the shape of the number seven, and then I would never be able to find my cane in old age, and the nursing home was for sure going to make me do arts and crafts. So I had made my husband promise not to do anything special to celebrate my 40th birthday. He kept asking what I wanted, and truthfully, I just wanted to pretend it wasn't happening. Not only was I having trouble with that number, but It was just a birthday, which really, to me, it was the lowest rung of celebrations in my personal pecking order. They happen every year and everyone has them. If anything, I just wanted a quiet dinner with him one night. However, I didn't want to ignore the day completely because it did seem like quite the landmark. 40 whole years? I mean, I vividly remember being 12 years old and going to my mom's 40th birthday. It was a blast. The people there were so alive with recognition. Ironically, the house that it was celebrated in was decorated like a graveyard. Everyone wore black and gave toasts like she was dying. I'm pretty sure there was a hearse there. And so I started thinking about my mom, the way that she embraced, even taunted turning 40. And it made me smile. And so I started thinking about who I was now backed up against who I was then. And the number 40, it occurred to me, Maybe it was worth some fuss after all, some recognition, some reflection. Four whole decades, it can really change a person. So fine, I told my husband, I didn't want to let my birthday pass on by. These bouts of catastrophic thoughts, they weren't what I wanted my 12-year-old self to have in mind for my 40-year-old self anyway. I was thinking of my mom twirling into her 40s, life of the party. Something had to give. In the book of Genesis, Noah was asked to build an ark in order to spare his family and animals two by two from 40 days and 40 nights of rain. And at the end of 40 days and 40 nights, those sons and daughters of Adam and Eve saw the clouds part and knew that it was up to them to start again and to go forth wiser, 
wary, well-informed. The tumultuous, confusing, terrifying 40 days where they were tossed around against their will, it was over. There were clear skies now. They were responsible for what came next. And Moses, Moses, he led his people through the wilderness for 40 years before getting to the promised land. These people, they were just some motley crew gathering of irritable, skeptical, fickle, disobedient vagabonds. But after 40 years in the desert, those vagabonds emerged to the promised land as a whole. God took that band of misfits and he made them a people, a people called Israel. And Jesus, Jesus went to the wilderness too, led there by the spirit in solitude and prayer, fasting in the Judean desert for 40 days and 40 nights. This was before his public ministry, right after his baptism. And during those 40 days and nights, Jesus was tempted by Satan, but found strength to survive the desert's harsh conditions, the tempter's seductions. And he fed on God's word. He found strength in doing his father's will. And he got good and hungry and came into a serious encounter with his own soul, God's good heart, and what he was here to do. Number 40, it's all over scripture, all over. 40 in the Bible, every single time is symbolic. When we see it, we can know that it means that something has been solidified, that something has changed for good, that something has been established, that something is a tried and tested version of what was resulting in restoration, revival, and renewal. The number 40, days or years, it's seen as a time of purification and preparation. And that all sounded about right. So I laid in bed my last night in my 30s, and I contemplated the lessons I've learned over the years. I realized there was a lot to celebrate. I've learned how to lean on the friendship of God. It took a long time. I've learned the value of a well-placed boundary, respect for myself and embracing exactly who God made when he knit me together and then insisting on others' respect. It affects everything. How I wife, how I parent, how I work, how I view politics, how I use social media, read a post, how I watch TV, how I spend our money, where we live, where I shop, how I eat, which friends I invest in, how I discipline my children, when I speak up, when I stay quiet. Speaking of quiet, I've also told some discouraging voices to shut up. I've tamed my inner critic. You know, that voice that asks, who do you think you are? Or what if your idea doesn't work? Or You have nothing in common with those people. They'd never accept you. Or you have nothing new to say. You should just quit. At 40, I can so much more easily recognize the voice of an enemy, not the voice of an informant. And then I can just step over it and get on with my mission. And that voice might come from the depths of my own security. It might come from another person. But whatever its source, its bottom source is an enemy. And after four decades of life, it is so much easier to filter out walk away from, and just get on with what the Lord has asked of me. So much of my growing up on my list, it's private, it's personal and sacred, but a lot of it, I want to scream from the rooftops for everyone to hear. Hopefully some 20-year-olds who could maybe get a head start on living a much less complicated life. In the end, my husband rented a small room in a nice restaurant with five of my very best friends and their husbands. And the laughter was loud and the toasts were long. There were no hearses. And I'm not sure that I've ever felt more loved in my whole life. I look in the mirror and I know that I'm not finished yet, but I do know that 40 is the marker of something holy. Dawn Barton, she believes strongly in women loving themselves their whole lives long, and she believes in new miracles for new moments, which is why she's written a book to celebrate God's plan for the second half of our lives. 
Dawn is a believer and an encourager and a truth teller. And she's pointing ahead with so much enthusiasm that it's impossible to not want to sprint alongside her. You're going to love this talk. Hello, Dawn. It is such a treat to have you on the show today. Welcome to Center Saint Sister. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You are so welcome. I am a new follower, Dawn, and one of my very favorite things about following you is your love of women and your enthusiasm for community. I feel like you are such a great gatherer, and this world is in such desperate need of inclusion um, and seeing people clearly, and I feel like you create really, really wonderful, inclusive, holy spaces for women to gather and to get to know one another. Um, it, It comes through so clearly in your life's work. And it's just really a true honor to have you on and to sit at your feet for a while while we get to know one another. Welcome. Thank you. That makes me feel so good. I think it's the, uh, the like most underestimated thing in the world for us women mm. is, mm. is that to be together, you know, to just be together. It's, be it's, together. it's, it's so simple, isn't it? In yeah, fact, I know, um, I know that you do a lot of work in, in a retreat type setting. And it's funny because I was thinking of, planning one on my own. And I was really just banging my head up against a wall about how to create the perfect retreat. And then, and then I went to one, I was invited to one and it was as simple. The programming was as simple as introducing ourselves. You had 10 whole minutes, which that's a long time, right? To introduce yourself. And then the, um, the other half of it was just coming up with your three biggest dreams. And then you broke up into smaller groups and and three different times and told your dream. That was, that was the programming. And it was one of the most powerful spaces I've ever been in. And it was just so simple. We just need to be together. So yeah, I I think so. We do the same kind of thing a little bit, but we gather on the Friday and then we pray on Friday night mm. um, about what the direction is that we really focus. Mm. So um, my my older daughter came to the last one. She goes, wait, are you planning a retreat at the retreat? <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. Um, well, I'm, I would love for you to introduce yourself to listeners. Um, I, you know, I just explained my favorite things about you, but I would love for you to introduce yourself to people who might not know you um, by telling us a little bit about who and what you love. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, I'm, a, I'm an author, a speaker, but I, what we just said, kind of one of my favorite things is I'm a host mm-hmm. of five retreats a year. And, um, but I'm a mom and a grandmother. I have this, um, way of life. That's a little unusual and that we have, we live on 23 acres with my husband and my, our 16 year old, my mother-in-law lives in the house. My parents live next door. Mm-hmm. We have horses, we have dogs, we have cats, so just the whole thing and a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's life, but, um, uh, it's a little here, there and, and everywhere. And I wouldn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. My background though, is that, um, how I even came into all this is that, uh, I was in sales and marketing for 30 years and I took a, had a dream. God said, write a book. Hmm. I know people always think you're a little crazy when you say something like that, but that is yeah. actually what happened. Yeah. And the next morning I Googled, how do you write a book? And I left everything. I was the number seven sales director of Mary Kay Cosmetics out of about 600,000. Oh left it all. Goodness. 
to write this book. The book wow. became a, be- a bestseller, and I became and I got the uh, the award of uh, New Christian Author of the Year, and it was just like oh, this great goodness. story. And then I just now have my second book coming out. So it's just crazy the things you know that life wow. has the turns and the twists uh, throughout life. Gosh, that is amazing. I I would love to dive in to your latest um, you know, life's work, like where God has you super specifically, which is this idea of a midlife renewal. I feel like, um, it is just so important. I know so many women, Dawn, and I know you do too, that feel like life is passing them by, um, that feel like they have so much more to give and just feel a little bit Duck. And so this topic of celebrating middle age has become really important to you. I would love to know how and why. Was there something specifically um, that happened? Was there any moment or any set of moments that really drew you to this? Yeah, absolutely. I had the proverbial midlife, um, you know, crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the first book and then we moved to this big property and I stepped into this role of caretaking. And I remember yeah. being like, am I done? Like, was Mm. that it? Did the fat lady sing? Am I a racehorse that just got put out to pasture? You know, I felt a little invisible, kind of forgotten and uh, had a big old pity party. Mm. And the more that I talked to my girlfriends, because I was in a season where I was sort of um, isolating a little because of circumstances, Mm. it kind of goes back to where we're saying, you got to get with each other. And as I started talking with my girlfriends, you know, at the time I was 50, um, we we're all experiencing the same thing, this kind yeah. of like pulling back from the world. And, and I wasn't sure why, because if you think about it, yeah, we're literally the best we've ever been. Like our boobs are not the best I've ever been, but the rest of us is. Yeah. We are details, the best right? yes. we've ever been. Yeah. And why we sort of hand the microphone over to a girl and her this 20 something with doesn't even know what chin hairs are yet. I don't know why we're doing <laughs> that. You know, like we have so much to give to this world. It's not the time to pull back. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I just recently, I was in, um, our kids play sports at this, you know, um, church league and, um, the interns have, have the microphone and it's always enthusiastic and lovely, you know, you know, they're, they're so excited, um, to have the microphone. And I was looking around and I I think that there's a space for that. I'm not saying no, absolutely. Yes. One in place of the other. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I was looking around and had this moment of, yeah, but I wonder what she'd say, (laughs) you know? And I wonder what, you know, just biblically, I, I feel like when we're asked to speak, uh, think biblically, we're asked to think big. And so I think that there is, you know, room for all of it. But I was thinking about, I was looking around the room at the, the this crown of gray hair, right? And I was yeah. like, man, I want to know what they have to say. I want to know, um, you know, their per- perspective on things. Um, but w- we absolutely live in a culture that values accomplishment, that values beauty even, um, that maybe even I think that you could say as strongly as it, it despises aging. Um, I'm just curious, like if you were to answer for the world and then if you were to answer biblically, so there's kind of two questions in here. What do you think comes to mind for the world when it hears the word midlife? And then what do you think should come to mind when we hear that word midlife? Yeah, that's, that's so good. You know, um, I think that I truly believe that the world is shifting on mm. its 
view of midlife. Um, mm. I, and maybe that's because I'm in it. <laughs> I'm, <Yeah>. being positive. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're really cool. And the world loves us. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, but it actually, even if you go, let's just say statistically, you know, um, women 45 plus, we hold, uh, we're the decision makers for most of the, uh, the dollar spent in the world. Like we are the yeah. most sought after demographic than any other women 45 uh-huh. plus. Like we're it, but mm. we're what marketers want. We're all that, but they haven't been able to figure out what that, how to do it. Well, it's actually been a right. really big problem in the marketing world because I think we have changed so dramatically. You look at a woman um, that was in her fit. Well, I think a great example is, um, Oh, what's the name of the show? The um, with the older golden girls, uh-huh, the uh-huh. golden girls, were the same age as, and um, they did that Sex in the City reboot. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that picture. They were the same age. Yeah, and that. So I think we've changed Bizarre. so much, and I do think That's we have a, a great society point. that raises up youth, and uh, of course, and the the hard bodies and all of that. But um, you know, biblically, it really raises up wisdom. So yeah. you can't you can't have a world that is devoid of the wisdom. You know, I think uh, Malcolm Gladwell wrote that book about talking about that experts are um, with 10,000 hours or something. I'm probably butchering it, uh-huh, but he basically uh-huh. says you're yeah, an expert yeah, yeah. when you've done something for 10,000 hours. Right. Well, women 45 plus have had 10,000 hours on a lot of things, Yes. you know, on a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So why we, we don't stand on the top of mountains and just yell about that. I don't, I don't know. So I'm hoping yeah. that the, the new book really is a, a battle cry for women. When I turned 40, it was this really liberating experience. I'm 45. But when I turned 40, I remember, I woke up and I remember, you know, like thinking and then writing it down. I wish I was born 40. I mean, there was so much confidence that, that comes with having been around the block a few times you know, there, I, I knew ex- exactly who I was, you know, I'm not wrestling with, um, what culture's demands of me were. It was really just living the life I actually have, accepting the body I actually have. Um, you know, and so it was just all this calm acceptance. And I do think that there is a great deal of wisdom involved with just a calm acceptance, um, and not trying to strong arm, like, you, you know, one thing or another. I know that so much of our, our culture's value system is based on productivity. And I'm with you that I, I don't think I've ever been more capable of being more productive because I'm having frankly, better thoughts, you know, like, um, based on these, like a a handful of experiences, you know, this life's work. I just, I think that there's a lot to the calm acceptance of middle age. And there's something powerful about, I think one of the, at, at 50, I was even better than 40. And, um, but everyone said, Oh, 40 is so great. And then the people in their 50 are like, Oh, 50 is so great. And yeah, then people now in yeah. their 60 is like, oh, 60 is so great. So, um, I kind of, I kind of had, and I had a little line uh, that I wrote about it that I had this kind of giggling thought that God packages us so well in with the outside stuff when we're young because the inside stuff isn't nearly good enough. But as we get older, the inside stuff gets so good that. Yeah. The outside stuff can go a little, you yeah, know, it just, right. I yeah, love that inside is so rich. Yeah. Well, and so that makes me think of, I kind of have this centering question. If like things kind of start to go off the rails, you know, there's the yeah. centering question of, okay, what am I created for? 
What am I created for? Because it's not to be beautiful. It's not even to be productive, even though I feel, you know, pretty productive right now. It is really to know God. I am created to cling to God. So I, I feel like that can be a um, just just a helpful thing to to keep me between the ditches, you know, when I start worrying about, um, because what do you think about this, Don? The truth is Shauna Nequist on the, um, she was on the show last year and she was, she said this quote that her mom told her and, um, Shauna was having a hard time with something and her mom said, Hey, just so you know, um, there was at some point in my forties, everything kind of quit working at the same time. And it was, she was just kind of giving fair warning for this gets hard right about now. And Mm -hmm. so there are real things that we're dealing with in midlife. We are dealing with menopause. We are dealing with children that are becoming more independent. We are dealing with parents who are becoming more dependent, you know, Mm -hmm. there are, and change is disorienting. So there are facts that, that are, are happening right now in your wisdom around this time in our lives. What are some things that we, given that set of facts, what are some things that we should be embracing and what are some things that we should be letting go? Well, gosh, that's such a a good thing that you shared about what you're saying, because it does, we do change so much. I, um, I think it's funny that I wrote a book on midlife and I actually never have gone through menopause. And the only reason is because I had cancer yeah. and cancer mm-hmm. threw me into it. And so I'd never, all the, the things my friends yeah. talk about, I'm like, Oh, that, that sounds terrible, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a boob cut off. So, you know, there's some like, we're even oh. now, uh, mm. but the, um, I, I do think, uh, we change. Oh gosh. It's so different with all the different physical changes. Um, I think we have to be in conversation with one another about that. I don't think that God is calling us um, through this, what I call it. I don't call it a midlife crisis. I think we view it as like, there's this mountaintop and we're at the top and we're about to start going downhill. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely not correct at all. You know, God doesn't say to us, oh gosh, mm, you're 50, you're 45 here. Here's your number. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. If you'll sit over there and watch some Netflix for a while, thank you. Um, We'll call you up when your time's done. He calls you. Um, to honor him and to be the light of Jesus all the way through, not just, yeah. you know, once your kids yeah. are gone, but, but that pivot season is the redefining of identity a little bit. And mm. that's where we get stuck. But we also go through the same thing kind of when we have little kids, remember the season where you're like, yes. have I showered this month? Have I, right. is this a poop or spit up? I don't know on my clothes, you know, you're like, where did I go? What happened to me? So there's a, a redefining there, yeah. but there's also that redefining as the kids are older and, um, life is maybe not, I did not envision stepping into a caretaker. Well, I don't know why. I mean, it seems, but I didn't. Yeah. And, um, it throws a, a lot of curveballs at you, but it's a really wildly fantastic season for you. Let it be. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I feel like, um, it's, it's easy to accept the change of little kids because it's so physical. It's so, um, like I felt like just getting my kids into the car was this athletic event that I wasn't very good at, frankly, you know? And so it, it required so much of my body, um, that there were things that I were up against on the daily 
that were that absolutely required my acknowledgement. And there's something about this that feels a little more mental and emotional and spiritual. You know, like the little kid season was just was just so physical. Right. Whether it was that I wasn't getting enough sleep, whether it was, um, you know, just the energy from, you know, chasing toddlers. And so this deep dive into how I'm feeling and my thoughts around this thing have been a challenge. I think this might be life coaching 101. I don't know much about life coaching, but if you have this fact that is neutral, this is how many years I've been on earth. Like that's a neutral thing. Um, but then I have thoughts around that neutral thing. Um, and then those thoughts make my feelings and then those feelings make my actions. So if I have the neutral thing and then my thoughts around, oh, I'm 45, oh, all the best is behind me, you know, and then that, that thought makes me feel a certain way. And then that feeling says, makes me act a certain way. Well, I guess I'm stuck, you know? And so when I think about my thoughts and emotions and then how it guides my actions, it's been really important for me to separate myself from my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. My Mm -hmm. I'm an observer of my thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I can, I can change those. How might we change our thoughts around midlife? Like what are some things that you're specifically thinking about this? I want to say to the, to, as a mother with a 16 year old, Mm -hmm. I am trying everything in me to have her homeschool all her life and all through college. So she stays with me Uh and then and then we have a, a main house and a guest house. And then yeah. maybe by then she and her, she can get married and they'll live next door. Sure. And that she'll never, cause that seems really healthy and perfect. Yes. And backyard so barbecues. I, and yes. 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 So yes. just to, just to say, I am handling that piece really well. So you could probably get coaching <laughs> for me. Um, but what, you know, this, um, I think we have this invisible line in life in our minds yeah. and to one side of it is all of God's great miracles in our lives, our babies, our marriage, our careers, all the fun, exciting things we did because we were more physical, all uh-huh. these beautiful miracles. And we believe that on the other side of that, that there might be a few, but yeah. our life will be a lot more devoid of that. So the first thing we have to do is to change the mindset because what an insulting thing to God to think, he yes. only gives miracles in a certain season of life. I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh, I love that. You know, yes. I wrote that's my so first good. book at 50 years old. I mean, that's, you know, that, that, that I'm finally uh, figuring out some of the, my favorite things to do in life in my fifties that yes. I want to be when I grow up. Um, and I can't imagine what my sixties has in store. So, but I think it's a change of mindset for sure. And at, at the most basic level that, I mean, how dare we believe that we, you know, that we love a God that's only capable of great miracles on one side of our life. Yeah. I love that thought. That's such a great idea. But like, um, you know, the, I have this, I I wrote this down the other day and it was, my thoughts need supervision. (laughs) I, and then, but then separating myself from them, like it's that I can have that thought and then I can like 
you know, not cement it. I can let that float on by. I'm a, a Christian yoga instructor and I'm always talking about letting our thoughts float on by. Okay. You get to go, you know? And so yeah. I just, I love the things that we, you know, we don't need to attach anything to that. That can, that yeah. one can just go. So I love the reframing of God is capable mm-hmm. in every mm-hmm. single season. There's this, um, piece of scripture and it talks about still, I wish I knew it. You might actually. Um, but it talks about being green and still full of sap, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's basically saying like, I can still flourish, you know, yeah. I can still, there's still, there's still green in me and there's still a, just a lot of life left, you know? And so what are, what are some things that you attribute, um, youth what are some things that that seem youthful to you that we can still very much practice in our our midlife or in our older age? So when I went through this that midlife crisis of mine, I got super on purpose about uh, falling back in love with myself and figuring mm. out who I was again. Yeah. So and it wasn't falling back in love with a woman in her twenties because you know that girl is. I don't want to be who I was in my twenties. I want to figure out who I was today. So it started, you're going to laugh. It started with something as simple as I walked in my closet and I looked at it. And it was like black and gray and taupe. And I was like, this is the saddest, forlornest, oh, forlorn closet I've ever seen. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I started a notes thing on my phone and I was like, my favorite color, my favorite color to wear, my favorite color in my home. And I, uh, and then I went to fragrances because I noticed I had some fragrances I had purchased because they were popular or so-and-so like, you know what I mean? But I was like, what do I like? What smell do I like in my house? What smell do I like on my body? Do I like any smell on my body? And I went through this uh, uh, all the way down to panties and bras and Uh uh just finding myself again. And it was it was quite the journey. And uh, then I shared it with the world. It was called uh, 21 days to I love me just 21 days of doing all those steps. Oh my gosh. That Mm -hmm. answer delights me so much. I mean, what if youth is something as simple as red lipstick? (laughs) What if? I think half the time it is. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's so great. You know, so I was with someone this weekend. I was um, celebrating a friend's birthday and I was at a at a beach house and, um, with some people that I didn't know. And I, someone mentioned their age and I was shocked that this person was over 50. And, um, I was thinking about why, what was it that shocked me? Cause it wasn't that she necessarily looked that much younger. You know what it was? She laughed so easily and so loud And I thought, oh my gosh, what if youth is something as simple as being an easy laugher? How great is that? Throw on some red lips and laugh a lot. I am in. (laughs) That is so good. And I think that captures exactly what I was saying in that we start to pull back and we even pull back in our, the amount that we laugh, right? Yeah. And how bold our lipstick is. And oh, I'm too old to do that. I'm too old to have my hair like that. We tell ourselves this lie of like, do all the things, you know, I am too old for a tube top. I cannot carry (laughs) off a tube top. But other than that. Speaking of those things we should probably let go of. 
<laughs> that. Just the tube top so far. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, I love, um, you know, you just said, you just started a couple of sentences with, oh, I'm, you know, I, I'm too old for that. Or or maybe, maybe even it's something like, oh, that's too risky. Or I won't know how to do that. You know, um, yeah. just feeling like it's something that someone younger would be better at or whatever. What if you could just reframe that sentence of, Oh, I'm too, I'm too old for that. What if it was something as simple as I'm open to being wrong that I'm too old for that? You know, like I could be wrong that that's too hard for me. I could. And so if we can notice, if we can take captive that thought and just change the wording just a little bit that leaves a little bit of room for some possibility. I mean, I think that could be pretty transformative just in our thought life. Um, if you have that, if you are, uh, you, you and I were briefly discussing a, a little business venture I was thinking of, and um, but if you are coming at a business venture, an idea, a thought from being on the top of that mountain and you're about to go downhill, why would you ever mm-hmm. want to enter into anything if your mindset is that everything's going to be downhill from here? So right. if we go back to right. reframing that mindset of that this is like, this is when it gets good. The second half is always the best half. This is going to yeah. be, you know, the best of it. We are equating our level of happiness with um, our fitness level. I think when you, when it comes right. down to it, we are, bre- we are saying, do things get harder? Do our knees start to hurt? Do you think, you know, are the, some of those physical things different as we age? Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. that is a reality, but everything else is so much better, but why we let that small little thing be the definition of what the why the next year's wouldn't be great is, right. is ridiculous. Right. And then just making healthy adjustments. I was um, reading some, she's in her seventies and uh, she's just a, a mentor of mine. And she was very factually stating her current limitations. And that it was a season of transition because she used to be really great at having people in her home all the time. Um, she used to be really great at delivering meals all the time. And she has recognized, you know, I can't, I can't do those things anymore. And that's a season that has passed. However, I have become so diligent about um, scripture and reading that I can encourage people in other ways. And so mm-hmm. someone and this, this is the beauty of like of symbiotic relationships of, you know, of community and gathering people in, in, in honesty is saying what you need and then recognizing I can, I can fill that. So she said, you know what I used to, I would have, you know, frozen, had you frozen dinners for a week and I can't do that anymore. Is there something that I can do? And this younger woman in a season of need said, you know what? I do not feel in tune, um, spiritually right now at all. And it's really hard to pray right now. And this woman said, I've got that. And she sent her, um, a different scripture every single morning and prayed for her for the first 30 minutes of her day. I can do that. You know, and so I love accepting these limitations that you're talking about, whether it's, you know, a physical achiness or a lack of stamina for having people in my house, you know, once a week or whatever. There are things that we can do that our wisdom allows us um, that is is just as good, if not better. And don't you feel like I wish... Every young woman, it was required that she sit at the feet of a seven-year-old woman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. This stuff is so rich yeah. um, because they've done so much, right? Exactly. So, um, oh, yes. What a beautiful thing. Gosh. Um, if there was, so in your book, can can we just brag about your baby for a minute? Can we talk <laughs> about, can we talk about your book? Um, tell us, tell us the title. And then I, I would love for you to give us like a key message. Like if, if you could just send us off with one thing that you, if you wanted to take us by the shoulders and say, I need you to know this, tell us about your baby and tell us about what she would say if she, if she had a second. Oh gosh. Well, she couldn't say it in the second because she couldn't say we, we have the complete inability to say anything quickly. When people are like, can you give me the 10 second spiel? I'm like, actually, I cannot. No. <laughs> no elevators um, here. Just up and down yeah, and up and down. Just up and down. We're going to yeah. go a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's Midlife Battle Cry, Redefining the Mighty Second Half. And it is a book that um, it's funny. It's sitting with a girlfriend and laughing together, but also a little bit of a gut punch. It's a battle mm-hmm. cry and a hug. And mm-hmm. I hope and I pray that after um, reading it, it women walk, throw it to the next girl and just go forward full force, mm-hmm. you know, that they're just like world here I am, that they do stand on the top of mountains and tell the world that we are still here. We're not forgotten and we're not done. Yeah. It's so important. I'm I'm just in a season with a lot of women that are feeling a little stuck. And I really feel like it's reframing a lot of these thoughts around around where we are. And I as I have followed you, I have noticed that everything you approach, it is with enthusiasm. There's no shrinking back from you, Dawn. It is just all bold and bright and enthusiastic. And I, I, I've just really gained a lot from your desire to gather people and love your women well. Um, if we, it's really, what's, what's its due date? When's its birthday? May 9th. May 9th. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly when this will release, but... May 9th, if this is before or after, go ahead and buy two copies. Where would you like us to follow? I know that you have a lot going on. Can we talk about, do you have time to talk about your retreats that you offer? I would love to let people know about that other line of work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do, um, I do three regular retreats. Well, two retreats and the next one coming up is in September. We limit it to 15 women and the focus is exactly where I was. So if you're in a season of feeling a little lost, you're flailing, you're not quite sure on what your purpose is anymore, um, your identity, all those things, and you just need somebody to kind of give you that big chain, you know, kick in the honey mm-hmm. for that pivot point, mm-hmm. that is what it is. But most of all, it is a gathering where I hope and I pray that women find friends for the rest of their lives at every retreat mm-hmm. and the friendships that have happened. We limit it to only 15 people each time because I think that profound uh, intimacy, you know, creates those kind of friendships and relationships. Um, so we have one in September and then in the spring we do a free retreat for moms of special needs kids mm-hmm. and it's free to them. I do it to our, for our local community. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never felt so unqualified to do something to sit in this room of these these moms that each one is like a thousand moms and one mom, you know, just like, Oh, my heart. And then we do an alumni. So really to the public, there's two retreats a year that they can attend. And it's one of the fall one in the spring. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's a long answer, huh? <laughs> okay. No, I love it so much. I, we, you and I were texting yesterday and I was, I just feel when someone has agreed to carve out space like that for themselves, you know, that someone has um, just made themselves open enough to leave their home and to go into someone else's space with that kind of availability, I feel like God moves so effortlessly because people show up open and expectant. And I just, I feel like that those are just such precious things to the Lord work retreat spaces are just my very favorite. And I'm a special needs mom. So I, I feel like maybe Dawn, our, our paths might cross. (laughs) I'm on, I'm all in. Yes. I love that. And, you know, I think one of the biggest, the way, the reason that God shows up so much in instances like that is because it is scary. I mean, to go to a retreat yeah. where you know no one, you push yeah. through fear to, mm-hmm. to get, you know, anytime we're pushing through fear and we're scared to do something and we step into it. Oh, it's beautiful. Agreed. The Lord loves yeah. faith. It's faith. Yeah. Um, okay. Tell us where to follow. We would love to support you. Um I have been following along on Instagram, but are there other spaces? Tell us all the things. I am most active on Instagram. I'm still the person that I'm not cool enough that somebody else is answering anything of mine. It's all me. Um, (laughs) So Instagram is Dawn R. Barton. And then Facebook is also Dawn R. Barton and DawnBarton.com. Yep. Awesome. Guys, go follow. It just a splash of joy for your day. I hope that it's a compliment that I keep talking about how glittery and sparkly and optimistic you are. You just you Aww. add a lot of color to my day and I really really love following along. That is such a great compliment. So, thank you. Yes. Well, thank we you. are excited for Midlife Battle Cry and I I just want to thank you for your example. Um I feel like you know, you mentioned sitting at the feet of someone older. You are not older than me. That's not what I'm saying. But I know that younger women follow along. And um, I just want to thank you for starting early, um, reshaping our thoughts around this really, what can be a really, really exciting time because we know just who we are and we have learned how to cling to the Lord because sometimes it is the very only thing we have. And um you know, just getting that identity right um, just helps us walk well. And you're a perfect example of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the ways that you live your life. Oh, I just love you. I'm like, I love you, you back. Lunch now? Like, I know. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You and me and some good food and drinks on a porch. That just, that it. just needs to happen. Thank you, Don. Yo, yay. I even, even do yoga with you. That's a yes. lot. Well, and see, this is a, this is a midlife accomplishment because I know so many younger people that are all anxious about, well, I'm not going to do it well. And what yoga says is, no, there's no such thing. Doing it well is just being available for the experience. It's being fully present. And if I really feel like a good sign of maturity is how, um, how capable we are of being fully present with someone. I feel like it's a gift that comes with age. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lots, lots of dates for you and me, Don. Here we go. Deal. Deal. (laughs) I'm so happy to know you. Thanks you. Thank you for coming on. Good morning, Beefinator. Hi, Beefy Beef Beef. Hello. So I love that we get to do this because you and I are not the type to like say FaceTime. 
And so uh-huh. every now and then there, there will be periods of time that have gone by where I have not seen your face. And no, so I love good. that. Wait, yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. Hello. 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 So glad to be here. Did you love Don Barton? I knew I, you love her, don't you? I you do love her. Love her. Um, <laughs> to me, Don is like the personification of all the best parts of like a slumber party. Um, she's yeah. like comfortable uh-huh. and supportive and uh-huh. fun. There's something like very chill about her tone, like just, uh-huh. just comfortable and like yeah. makes you feel safe to be vulnerable. That's uh-huh. what I picked up from just listening to her. So yeah, I can only no, imagine I love- like actually being with her. Right, right, right. I, I love that that translated because sometimes uh-huh. like the guest and I will be like having a vibe and you just hope that that's available to a third party. So I love that because that's ex- you described that exactly. Okay. So okay. we've talked a lot about slumber parties on the show. What is, I would love to hear um, three things or ish, whatever, okay. just a, a tiny little list of what makes a great, oh, oh okay. Sorry. Uh, three things that make <laughs> a good slumber party guest. And then what are some three? What are Uh-oh. some three things that make a bad slumber party? Okay. Guest? Like adult, like current slumber party? Uh, whatever. You okay. Can. Okay. I don't okay. Care. So, all right. No I'm going to do adult slumber party, but you got to bring in like the old school. So, great okay, okay. slumber party guest is uh-huh. showing up with good wine. But then okay. for a throwback to the old school slumber party, she also must come with a good giant tube of cookie dough because that okay. was critical. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yes. Um, I love it. That's really I good. need you showing up in jammies with like a messy bun and a face mask to share. Right. You, that's we'll be, we'll be wearing this and we need to have them both. Yes. Um, Matching then, jammies. Oh, like, I could if go you there. just want to push I mean, that over the edge. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to be too demanding, but that would be good. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like makes me think of Don, just like with a plan to like solve zero problems or make zero plans to just like be. Those uh-huh. are, those are my, yeah, no agenda, advice. no agenda, agenda. Yes. Yes. What oh about you? my gosh. Yeah. No, that, okay. That's really great. But while for great party guest, <laughs> this one might make you laugh, but I want to throw in, um, somebody who talks in their sleep. That is a great time. That is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm here for that. Okay. Bad ones. Um, um oh yeah. Bad. Okay. Yeah. Bad one. Okay. Terrible invite shows up so it's going to be the opposite of the first one right shows up with an agenda shows up with like a yeah. craft or like a project to like work on while we're catching up uh-huh. um, okay. or like that. for an adult like with work like sorry i have this work thing or, no we're not yeah. doing that no we're not yeah. doing that yeah. um i also we don't your- want to like work on your needle point like we're not doing that we're just saying no don't out. be distracted look at right. me exactly exactly <laughs> so okay and so but look at me but I don't want you to be like an overshare that's trying to like control the conversation or dominate yeah undershare who like is like lacking vulnerability like to get in there and talk about all the things Goldilocks right? situation here not too much not too little that's right <laughs> um and then like Okay, if we're having a slumber party, somebody that like wants to go out or like be out on the town or something. I mean, yeah, or like needs unless, to be uber entertained or something. Like, right, right. What are we gonna? I mean, yeah. unless they want to like go to Target or something, I can do a Target run, but like nothing else. We're not going anywhere else. I mean, with the app, let's have it delivered. <laughs> good point. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a terrible one? Uh, somebody that wants to go to bed early, like somebody oh. that wants to. 
You know yeah. how sometimes, and I, I'm sympathizing with this more and more, so let me take it back if I need to, but like people that are like, I'll stay for the party, but then I want to go to my own bed. No, no. no. I know. Bring, bring your pillow. It's okay. Nobody's judging anymore, but like yeah. stay. Stay the whole okay. night. Yeah. Okay. That was good. That was fun. It's like um, when you're a kid, nothing good happens after 11 at a slumber party. Everything good happens after 11. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Unless you're the person that fell asleep first or whatever. Um, Okay. So I love this idea of staying hopeful our whole lives Mm -hmm. long. Yep. Yeah. What were some things that you walked away with after all of that optimism about our second halves? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like it stings at first when you think about the second half, but then when she started talking about the second half and all the, all the hope and all the new things, um, it was definitely like an opportunity to think about things that like, I haven't thought about it before. Um, I think I sometimes still think I'm in that first half, but I'm not. But the first thing that came to my mind was my grandma and like, what a great example she is for me. So Mm -hmm. my grandma is 94 years old. Um, she insists on living by herself and she is all but blind. Um, Mm. and she very much, uh, that's, that's what she wants. And so beef, she, I don't even know if you know this, she works out not once, not twice, but three times a day. And when I say workout, I'm not like with, with weights, with weights that are 10 pounds to which I said to her, when she told me this recently, you mean like five pounds each and add up to 10, of course. And she said, no, ma'am. They are each 10 pounds. I could not, I could, I don't think that's something I could do right now. <laughs> We're not going to um, make you prove it, Beef. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But she like, you know, she she can't see, she can't drive. And so she's just continues to modify her life. She, she'll just say like, I'm just, yeah. I, I keep having to make younger friends. I keep having to make younger friends because my oh. friends are going to heaven. And so she now has regularly has people to her home and she entertains. She gets little frozen things and she, you know, gets a drink that she can, pour easily without having to prepare. And she still serves her friends like, like physically like that with things, but then she's there to listen. And she has, um, like lots of friends that live in nursing homes. She's on the phone all the time because that's what she can do right now. Right. Is Mm -hmm. to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Several of them have dementia. She has got all the patients in the world. Um, and she just knows that that is an absolute gift to those people right right now. And, um, and she's willing to, I don't know what be humble or accepting of that. This is, this is what she has to give right now. And she's giving it a hundred percent. It's really, really awesome. Mimi, we love you so much. Yes. Uh, it's so great. I feel like you, you said the word acceptance. And I think I said that a couple of times in the interview with Dawn, just this calm acceptance right. of what our circumstances are and being happy and joyful with the lives that we are actually right. living. And I feel like relinquishing control you know, is such a spiritual practice for me. Mm-hmm. It's like there is mm-hmm. something so holy about not insisting on our, on ideals or on these perfect plans or for the love, like trying to strong arm a clock. Hello, that's not yeah. happening. So right. just the calm acceptance and truly putting things in God's hands and then believing like with your heart and right. mind, like truly believing that things will be better that way. Like right. in his hands, there, there is an inner peace that comes with that. And I feel like I'm always kind of after it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is there anything in particular that you were looking forward to in the second half of life? So gosh, 
I think I actually just talked to my grandma yesterday. And one thing that we talked about is she's so like overwhelmed with the busyness of my life. And she talks yeah. about how she just has all the time in the world. Mm. Um, and so nobody's loving that space perfectly right now. But when I think about being a little bit older, I think, mm -hmm. and I, I will regret saying this, I will, I will regret saying this, but just being less busy, right? Like mm -hmm. there, there's so many things in the season that our kids are in right now with like sports and activities, especially yeah. at this time of the year. Yeah. Um, so just being less active and more reflective, I hope. Mm, I right? like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I am going to embrace my, um, loose filter. I'm just gonna <laughs> You're on your way already, girl. <laughs> I feel like that when you get to be old, you get to say whatever you want. Just the other day, yes. I posted about this because it was completely delightful. I got cussed out by this lady because it had rained the day before. It was super <laughs> wet outside. She's shuffling along. I mean, every bit of 85. She's shuffling along. I pull over and I said, ma'am, I am completely harmless. And it would be all my pleasure to take you wherever you're going. And she goes, damn it. Would you people just leave me alone? I'm trying mm -hmm. to get my steps in. And at this rate, I'm never going to get out of here while it's all raining. And she's like motioning at the rain that's not happening. It's and not she must have, no, she must have cussed at me at least four times. And I'm like, I am so sorry to detain you, ma'am. Yep. I hope you have a lovely day. And I was just so thrilled that she's out there getting her exercise, that I live in a community where apparently dozens of people, maybe I was the third and she's just yes. short on patience, but are pulling over to help her. And she so is just confident and determined enough to say exactly how she feels that she has lived long enough to not have to pretend that she likes me or that I'm being helpful. I was so delighted. <laughs> I there, can't wait. There's, those are life goals. So you're going to be shuffling, cussing all the people out. I'm going to be next to you with my 10 pound weights. That's right. Yes. <laughs> On it. Love you, beef. Love you. Bye. I am so, so grateful for you, listener. If you liked this episode, could you please do me a favor and hit subscribe and leave a review? It really helps the show grow and I would be so appreciative. Thank you so much to our guests who share their gifts so generously with us. And a special thank you to Taylor Schroll, who does so much behind the scenes to make the show great. If it weren't for him, I would still be in my closet with my iPhone. You can follow along at Forte Catholic as well. That's Taylor's show where I show up now and again. And to keep up more regularly, please follow along on Instagram at Allison M. Sully or TikTok at Sullivan Family TikTok. See you next week. Today's show was a production of Allison Sullivan in conjunction with the Forte Catholic Podcast Network. For more great Catholic podcasts, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.